Welcome to the Moonlight Real Estate Side Hustles and Syndication Show with Eric Lindsay. We will show you how to make extra money using real estate side hustles and real estate syndications. You will learn how to start and scale your real estate business while being a busy professional or having limited amounts of time. Here at the Moonlight Real Estate Side Hustles and Syndication Show, we chose to focus on financial security, not job security. Welcome to the Moonlight Side Hustles and Syndication Show. I am your host, Eric Lindsay. Here at Moonlight, we choose to focus on achieving financial security through real estate. And today we are here with Josh Sieve and Ryan Friedman. Ryan has over five years of experience in financing, owning and operating both multifamily and single family homes in the New York City suburb markets. He has nearly eight years of institutional finance investment experience and currently manages several assets, including a portfolio of 10 multifamily properties on Long Island, New York. He has also completed over $100 million in luxury residential new construction projects throughout Long Island. Ryan's primary responsibilities include acquisitions, underwriting, asset construction management, and broker-seller outreach. Ron grew up on Long Island and currently resides in New York City. His hobbies include tennis, skiing, and surfing. And Josh, he has over three years of experience developing and owning and operating multifamily properties in the greater New York City area. He has also worked in construction project management for nearly seven years, completing over 300 million of commercial and residential repositioning projects throughout Manhattan and its surrounding boroughs. Josh's primary responsibility include oversight of capital improvement projects, property asset management, and investor relations. Josh grew up on Long Island, but currently resides in New York City. His hobbies include snowboarding, biking, running, and cooking. So without further ado, guys, welcome to the show, Ryan and Josh. Hey, thanks for having us. All right, yes, Thank sir. Thank you for having us. All right. Yeah, so this is gonna be my first uh, tag team. I'm I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely looking to have a good time and uh, like to thank you guys for jumping on with me. We're a part of the same mastermind and uh, looking to uh, make a splash in the multifamily arena. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there you go. All right, sweet. Well, hey, is there, could you tell us a little bit more about you guys and how you got started in real estate? Yeah. So uh, I'll start with myself. This is Josh. Um, I, my background before I got into construction was actually in architecture and all of these different uh, industries, the architecture, the project management, um, even the design industries, they all kind of funneled back to one party, which was the, the property owner. And so it was pretty early on that I realized that, you know, that was the, the position you wanted to be in. That's where, where the money was. That's where you're calling the shots. And, you know, the passive income that these, these owners make is really uh, exceptional. And that's how a lot of people get to financial freedom. So that was what really stuck out for me. I'll let Ryan jump in. Yeah, we have uh, you know the same vision that we wanted to have that uh, the passive income flow and not have to work uh, 
like a job for the rest of your life and have that as you can keep chipping away at buying new properties you'll have enough income monthly to support uh, you know the rest of your lifestyle and living so uh, that was really just the drive for us to have um, to have that main interest uh, but my background before that was uh, out of college was mainly in finance and then um, I've just always been involved in uh, wanting to do something with real estate buying or selling homes or, or, or larger buildings so um, that's where we got started after um, college we started purchasing our first uh, properties and uh, just in our local markets Wow, sweet, sweet. So, so you guys are partners now, um, and looking to syndicate apartment real estate. Uh, could you kind of share with us how you guys became partners, and um, just kind of touch on partnerships briefly? Um, you know, for our for our audience today. Sure. So we actually um, became good friends in college. We both went to Syracuse University. Um, and our interests were always very aligned, even though our backgrounds are a little different. Um, I'm more of the project management side and Ryan's more the finance side, but we both started essentially doing the same thing. Our goals and visions have always been aligned. And, you know, we realized that the two of us have very good offsetting qualities. Um, and we started really just networking. We put our goals down. We had very similar, um, interests and and we uh we have um, some big visions wow sweet sweet yeah partnerships is essential in all aspects of business so um outside of real estate inside of real estate especially when it comes to syndicating real estate it's a team effort like um our coach always likes to say um so you're gonna have to partner at some point so yeah, you guys kind of hit on some really good things. You guys had good alignment with one another. And so similar goals. And, and that is a key contributor to a partner that you really want to um, be involved with. So, hey, could you guys give us a little bit of information on exactly what it is that you're doing today? I, I know I kind of um, alluded to that you guys are into apartment syndication, but can you just kind of go a little bit more in depth? Yeah, sure. So we're we're involved um, in our last experience we have um, with uh, the current properties that we either uh, own or self-manage. We've done most of those with uh, either our own money uh, or just friends, family, and our own local investor network um, money that we've used to purchase those properties. So those those we've uh, purchased either as uh, partnerships or joint ventures with uh, separately our own partnership groups. Um, but like we just said, we're looking to go forward with. Uh, partnering with uh, ourselves and also syndicate uh, through also our local investors and additional investors teaming up our networks that we have together uh, and just continue to grow the network from there to syndicate uh, other properties uh, larger outside of the New York market. Wow. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. So um, there's a lot of investors that really preach stay away from New York. <laughs> Uh, and I, I found it pretty intriguing when I chatted with you guys that, you know, you weren't too afraid of it. Can you can you just elaborate on why you feel a little bit more comfortable than the average investor that kind of um, says to kind of avoid New York? Yeah, well, it's definitely no secret that New York doesn't have the most favorable uh, landlord laws and regulations, but 
you know, being that we both grew up not too far from here and we've lived here our whole lives, it's really about knowing the area. You know, you have to know the areas you want to you want to buy in. You want to know the clientele that you're getting. Um, you really have no course of action if someone stops paying rent to you. So it, it puts you in a tough spot. But you just have to be that much more careful that uh, you get the the right people in the right areas. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of money to be made in New York. Um, but at the same time, the entry point is, is very expensive, which is why we're, we're looking to move elsewhere. Okay, sweet. So do you feel as if there... So let's say there's a person within another high price market. I know they're going to struggle with the same uh, similar issues, just kind of extremely high barrier of entry. But, you know... Do you feel like that people can still buy in those areas? Let's say a California. Do you see that there's still money to be made even in places as high as California? Yeah, I, I still think there's money to be made in any of these major cities, New York, or major states sort of like a high population. There's still deals that I'm still researching on a you know weekly basis that could come up, but I think same as any other city you're going to get the best deal you go with a direct to broker direct to seller strategy if you go on something that's already for sale the price might already be too high and the margin's too tight to make any any money although um even though the price to entry is higher it might not mean that the price is higher than anywhere else you just might be will have less units like a threeplex or fourplex here might be a, a 40plex somewhere else like or 40 units um so just you're going to get a little bit less for your your money, but the numbers are still rel could relatively be the same if you get it at the right at the right price, which has been our experience with what we purchased over the last uh, five years or so. Okay, sweet, sweet. Well, hey, could you guys share with us um, exactly how you purchased your properties leading up to now? Like, you know, did you go direct to seller? What was the process? Most of our listeners are either new to real estate or either they're full-time um, professionals and looking to invest in real estate on the side. Um, and, and so your um, lessons and experience that, that you've actually taken down properties can help someone else that's in a, a similar scenario as yours. Could you just kind of share what, what strategy you use to acquire the real estate that you have currently? I can go ahead with my, I have a, a good example. Um, it's like, it's one of the first ones I did, uh, just having the, my own money that I saved from, uh, throughout college and throughout, uh, just my younger years, uh, I had enough money, let's say that you could book purchase, um, let's say your first, you could say primary residence, but if you're buying your first house, maybe you can't, uh, you know, rent out the rooms or anything. You could, I guess you could house hack. People have done that. Uh, but I was looking for more of a, like a two, a two or a three family, but you can still rent out as your own primary uh, residence, the other units, I think up to four units you can do and still have a primary residence and qualify for like a residential loan. So you get the best rate, your income, if you have a, a qualifying income, you get it at the right price, you can still afford it. And then also include those rental payments to help you qualify for that loan for the other tenants. So that was one of the first deals I, I did, which was a duplex uh, in a suburb market, which I might have mentioned in the bio. Um, and I put that as my primary residence. And then after uh, a couple months of renovating, I ended up moving out and I rented out both units. And uh, now it's just a commercial uh, property where it's uh, rented out to two, two tenants. Um, but that's kind of more of an after the fact, but just the way of getting that, getting that property to begin with. 
um, that's kind of a way uh, in which you could acquire those things uh, without yeah. having to go through a, a company. Okay. Necessarily. And, and another thing a lot of people don't realize is that if it's four units or less, you can qualify for an right. FHA loan and you right. can put as little as three and a half percent down. So when people look at properties and these big um, prices that they see, and they expect that they're going to have to put 20 to 30, maybe even 40% down, depending on the deal. They can live there for, I think it's uh, two years. Um, you can correct me if that's wrong, but something like that. And then you, you get an extremely low um, down payment. And uh, the other the other units can offset your rent or, or they might cover it completely, depending on how good of a deal you get. Wow, sweet, sweet. So that's um, been titled as a house hack. So basically buying it yourself um, and living in it shortly, fixing it up, and then uh, renting it out after that. So yeah, I mean, that's a great strategy you guys use to get into your first deal and, and something that each and every one of the listeners can actually do as well. So um, while you guys were doing that, while you were buying real estate, you guys were also working full time. How did you go about managing your business and keeping that thriving and, and balancing family, friends, and recreations? Well, as you can imagine, times are very busy. We both still actually do work a, a full-time day job. So um, funny enough, Ryan is one of the only friends that I have that I know I can wake up however early in the morning, five in the morning, go to the gym and, and I can text him and I know he's awake too. There you go. There's another reason <laughs> that we're, we're partnered together. Wow. But it's really about just uh, prioritizing the things you want to get done. If you, if you tell yourself you don't have enough time, then, then you absolutely won't have enough time. But if you tell yourself that you do and you, you prioritize things like this, then you'll be able to make them happen. There you go. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, time blocking and making sure that everything that is important gets is uh, proper attention. Um, I mean, you know, it's all about prioritizing. I'm 100% I'm agreeing with you. So I still have W-2 income and most of the listeners, they're either, uh, they either run a business and they want to do real estate on the side, they want to invest passively, or either they have full-time jobs. So, it's it's a challenge, but you can do whatever you set your mind to. So me personally, mm -hmm. um, I'm up at two thirty in the morning. Be you know I'm I've got goals, so that you know I've got to kind of put the work in. If I'm gonna achieve it, you got to go after it pretty good there. And so uh, especially if you got limited amounts of time, so that's kind of one of my strategies. Just get up really really early, um, and that way I won't be too disturbed along the way. Cause I I've got uh, family, wife, kids, and things like that. So. Yeah, but great. Uh, yeah, you find at that time that that's when no one can bother you, so that's that's when you can get the most done. That's right. That's I, find, <laughs> I, I, I find the same. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm not getting pulled and all those different kind of things. I can concentrate 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, guys, we're going to kind of switch to uh, what we call here at Moonlight Coaching, um, it, it, at Moonlight. It's our Moonlight Coaching Round, and what we like to do is have our guests just give advice to our listeners. Um, and we usually ask a series of about four questions so that you could coach them up on some different scenarios that we always ask. And so we ask that you guys to try to keep it to one to two minutes per question. And the first question will be, if a person had a very limited amount of time, 
Do you think they could start a successful business like yours? Yeah. You can. Uh, Josh, you just go ahead. I think just like we were saying it, you know, it depends how you prioritize your time. I work in the, the construction industry. I know some of these people start as early as 5.36 in the morning. Maybe they end earlier. It's all about how you allocate your time. Another thing I would add is um, we live in a great country where everyone has um, the freedom to make choices. And if you're really trying to get into this and you're being bogged down by your, your job, you absolutely can go and switch to another job or something that might be a little more lenient or flexible mm -hmm. um, and, and use those extra hours to, to start your business. Wow. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. And, and that's something that don't get weighed a whole lot is, you know, if, if you know that you have a great desire to, to build something on your own, maybe it's a good idea for you to take a job that'll give you a little bit more flexibility where you can make calls and not have someone dogging your steps uh, very closely. You can list, be taking in educational material, the whole nine yards. So that's super valuable and that's really helped me significantly. So I operate a, a wholesaling business and we close between 20 to 25 properties a year. And so I've been able to do that while at work in between my job, making calls, taking calls, you know, um, you know, I bought property, sold property, the whole nine yards. So that flexibility is, it, I mean, it's essential. It's amazing. Um, and it's something that really needs to be considered if you're looking to kind of get away from your day uh, W-2 income. So, hey, second question is, if a person had a full-time job or either very minimal amounts of time to contribute to a business, but um, they had began to do some deals, wanted to scale up. What would you recommend for them to begin to scale their business, even though they're really busy individuals? So would you recommend for them to build a team? Would you recommend for them to hire like acquisition managers or create systems? What would be your recommendation for a person trying to scale with minimal amounts of time? Yeah, like what I think we found success with um, from from our experience was leveraging any of these relationships that you have with um, brokers, for example, or, or other people who might be interested in also partnering with you, they might have more time than you have and you can leverage their strengths to use, um, to use what they're interested in and have them, maybe you can make, they can make some calls for you or they could do some research or um, like similar, I guess building out a team in a way is, is, is similar to that, but especially if you don't have the time, that's beneficial. Uh, another strategy we've we've looked into, which is um, you could have people uh, that maybe are really great at finding deals and you don't have the time to find the deals. You can uh, offer them incentives to, in order for them to find the deals for you. So when they bring them to you, they don't feel like they're searching um, just to help you out. Help, at least they're getting a, some sort of incentive. So I guess incentivizing yeah. people and outsourcing is very helpful. Delegating yeah, partnering with people who, who maybe are, are buying properties at the scale that you want to be at or get to, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, who you uh, associate yourself with and, and who you're able to work with. And that's actually something that we're um, actively doing now, um, trying to find partners and, and meet people that are buying larger properties in the areas that we're looking in um, and, and planning to partner with them. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so leveraging other people's time, that's um that's a great win-win for everyone because, you know, if 
if you need a problem solved and you can help another person solve their problem, it's just a um, it's a collaboration that's that's a win win on both sides. So great, great idea, great strategy, great advice. Hey, uh, next question. If you was down, uh, we ask this to everyone. <laughs> if you were down to your last hundred bucks and wanted to start a business like yours that would generate some income ASAP, what would you do to begin to generate some income? Would you begin to lead generate? Would you work for someone else? Or what, what would be your strategy to, to build your business back up? I think I would go to someone who's doing exactly what I want to be doing successfully, tell them, hey, you need help with anything. I'm willing to hustle. I'm willing to, to do whatever you need. You need me to sweep the floors. You need me to call brokers. You need me to get leases prepared. Whatever you need me to do, I'm I. If you go to 10 people like that and pitch yourself and, and show them that you're willing to do anything, I would imagine at least one of them will will hear your offer. I have to offer, if you could provide a service, show a piece of knowledge other people might not have, offer that service. If you can't bring the product or the money, you could definitely bring uh, a service to them, whether it's knowledge or like Josh was saying, if, if you're going as far as uh, helping them with small things, that's also beneficial to them and you could, you could grow from there. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm reading um, or listening on Audible to Grant Cardone 10X. And he was just kind of telling his story on how he was just getting himself out there and um, reaching out to people, multiple different people, and, and just kind of building himself up, being prepared to hear no and things like that. But yeah, it's a phenomenal story on how he was able to gain traction from just basically nothing. I mean, and build himself up to become like almost a household name by just hustling and getting himself out and cold calling people that, you know, you would have never thought you would have been able to get in front of. But a lot of times we don't achieve what we think we can achieve um, because we don't take the action and we don't get out there. We're afraid of the rejection. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's great insight to so work for free for someone. Okay, guys. Well, Hey, as we could kind of, uh, conclude this, uh, we always like to ask our guests, what's a good business or personal development book that you would recommend? Uh, one that I recently read, I love, uh, this might not be the, like a directly conventional to multifamily directly, but one that I, I found, I read maybe a year or two ago now, which is a little bit older. It was, uh, there's a really popular broker by, uh, New York. His name's Ryan Serhant. Okay. Yeah. He, he, wrote, he wrote a couple books by now, but I forget the name of the first one of his books. Uh, but this one was the first one he put out and it got like many, many accolades. He discusses how, like similar to how you were saying with the Grant Cardone book, uh, built himself out of nothing, just gives you tips on how to keep going, have that right mindset, and then just um, just kind of demonstrate some some strategies on how to structure your day and how to get garner more leads, achieve more, and then ultimately become a much larger success than what you might have initially thought. Um, so um, while Josh is speaking, I could just look up that book quickly, the name, uh, but that's what I'd recommend. Okay. <laughs> Eric? Eric, it's funny you mentioned now the 10X book because I actually just finished listening to that audiobook as well. So I won't use that one as my <laughs> answer. Oh, man. But another one that I read that I, I thought was really, really insightful and eye opening was the four hour work week. Oh, um, yeah. Since mm -hmm. I think we're all kind of in 
no one's in this in this real estate business so you're you're working from three in the morning to midnight every day no one wants to be doing that right and you know the larger you scale the more you want to delegate and, and offset the things you have to do and that's pretty much what the whole book is about and i think i actually gave a copy to ryan to read wow sweet yeah yeah no that that book was a game changer just and and even just building out systems you know, I mean, at the bare minimum, it teaches you how to systematize, create processes, and and that's what business is all made up of: is processes and people. Um, and the more you can systematize things, the more of your time you can have back. So, yeah, there's there's definitely no way that that I'm interested in getting up at two thirty for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I found that book by the way. This was Sell It Like Sirhands. Okay. By Ryan Serhans. He's wrote a couple books since then, but that was the first one he wrote. Which is excellent. Got it, got it. Okay, guys. Well, Josh Ryan, hey, I definitely appreciate you guys uh, dropping by. Um, looking forward to doing some business with you guys and looking forward to seeing you guys' success. I know, you know, you guys are hard workers and you're on the right road. You're doing things the right way. So I know great things are going to come your way. So, um, yeah, we'd love to have you guys back and just hear more about your success. Yes, sir. Definitely. No problem. Hey, how can our Moonlight listeners get in contact with you? We just um, actually launched our new website. It is jcapgroup.com. It has uh, all of our contact info um, up to date with what we're doing, what we're working on, and uh, they can just drop us a line in the contact box. Okay, guys. Well, you heard it here. Get in contact with these guys if uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about apartment syndication. These guys, um, they're um, in demand and they can point you in the right direction. And um, once again, guys, thanks for coming out. And to you Moonlight listeners, don't forget to continue to pursue financial security. And don't forget to continue to Moonlight. Thanks for tuning in to the Moonlight Real Estate Side Hustles and Syndication Show with Eric Lindsay. Please make sure to give us a five-star review and to share the show with someone. And until next time, keep pursuing financial security, not job security.